Welcome to Workspace Real Estate. In today's episode, we're going to talk about what happens when your building catches fire or when a building that you're leasing from has a flood. Some act of God that really forces you to make some serious changes and forces you to deal with some interruptions with your business. So let's get into it. When your building that you're leasing from catches fire, what do you do? I mean, besides get out of there, right? Well, what happens to your business? Who's responsible for any damages that you incur? What rights do you have with the landlord? We're going to get into all of that. Now, we recently had a situation in Houston where one of our clients was leasing from a building that caught fire. And this fire was probably caused by a rat that, uh, not a rat like a snitch, (laughs) but a rat, like a physical rat that got caught up in the transformers in the maintenance room that was adjacent to a deli there. So this rat got lit up like a Christmas tree, caused all kind of power surges. And can we have a moment of silence for the rat for a second? Not too long, but um, you know, it lit up the, the, the area, it caused the fire. And obviously when the fire started, everyone evacuated, but everyone assumed that when they were able to come back, which they thought would be in a short order, that things would go back to normal. Well, what happened here is the power outage went on for a couple of days. And in the case of most fires or floods, the buildings are going to have some significant delays in time. Now, these are unanticipated problems that tenants have to deal with, right? So what happens with my business? Well, I can tell you in this case, um, to go on with the story, the deli who was, I think, partly responsible for the fire because the pests that come from having food sources in buildings, you know, um, um, I think the rats were attracted to the food at the deli. Now, coincidentally, the deli owner said, look, you know, this has caused 15 to $20,000 in damage from my business. I'm not coming back. Now, landlords are used to hearing that when there's interruptions like this, uh, tenants that are already on the edge and a lot of delis in mid-sized buildings or smaller buildings have trouble uh, staying afloat because it's just not a lot of traffic. So any interruption in business is huge for them. So the loss of the food because of the loss of electricity caused this guy to say, hey, I'm out. So they're not even in the building yet. He's already telling them I'm not coming back. So you got other tenants that are saying, well, listen, how long am I going to be out of pocket here? When am I going to be able to get back into the property? You know, so so these are, are questions they're having. Here's some other questions that they're dealing with. How long will this property specifically be inaccessible to my staff? What rights do I as a tenant have in this situation? How should my insurance handle damage if my property was damaged? Whose insurance, the landlord's or mine, would cover damage specific to me as a tenant? Would we, would we be responsible for paying rent is a big question. How much of the building would need to be damaged before they let me out of my lease so I can get out of here and find another spot? What happens if I just want to leave and not deal with this anymore? What happens if I want to break my lease? How long can they keep me out of my space? Because I need to operate my business. I need my servers to be working. I need to check sensitive documents and materials. So so this can be really, really frustrating. So these are just a few questions that some of the tenants are asking. And they're serious, serious questions. Now, before we start answering these questions, we need to talk about the best time to address these questions, which is before you sign a lease. Before. 
If you're already in a lease, then you need to review the business points of your lease and discuss it with your broker so you can get an understanding of what most landlords will do in your particular market because it does vary significantly. It varies by whether it's office, industrial or retail. It varies by market. It varies by ownership type. Like if the landlord is a real estate investment trust, they have a, pretty much a system on how they deal with this. If you have a small owner that just owns a few buildings, he may deal with this totally different. So generally speaking, when it comes to force majeure or an act of God, there's a certain process that a building will go through. If your lease was negotiated properly, and if you have a fair and reasonable set of expectations on how to interact in this incident, then provision should allow you as a tenant the right of quiet enjoyment of the space, right? And, and make sure that there's no significant encumbrances or, or problems that keep you from operating your business. You want the lease to be flexible. So I will tell you, during the tax day floods here in Houston, I saw how devastating unplanned events like this can be to a business. And you have to understand that during this time, the landlord's priority is not you, unfortunately. They're gonna be focused on recovering as much insurance money as possible. They're going to lean on your lease agreement to hold your feet to the fire as long as they can to get things back in order. The short answer for each of these questions that I listed above, it does vary significantly by market, like I said before, but I'm not telling you this so that you can call us or, or you know, sell some kind of service. I'm telling you so that you can understand where to source the answer. So you wanna grab the smartest, most experienced broker in your market that you can, so they can fill in the gaps of local intelligence, right? So you can hold the landlord's feet to the fire. Now, I'm gonna show you how we actually did that. So that'll help answer some of your questions here. What we've had to do to hold the landlord's feet to the fire is we had to first be a squeaky wheel. The landlord refused to disclose when we were gonna be able to get into the space. They refused to disclose what exactly they were doing that was preventing us from getting into the space. And, and you just can't take half you can't take BS, right? You can't take half answers. You can't take double speak. You shouldn't accept anything from middle management besides specific dates, right? If you are, don't let them mess up your timeline and blow smoke. You have responsibilities as well to your business, to your customers, to your employees, to your family. You have a responsibility. So if they're telling you, we don't know when you can get access, you need to know. And if they won't give you the answer, then get your broker to call the owner of the building to get answers. Someone's got to give definitive answers. I wouldn't tolerate more than one week without access, without raising some serious cane with the ownership. If you're not getting answers from property management, you know your broker's gonna call directly. And they should know how to get access to that information. So remember, the goal here is to get answers so you can plan. Here's a few more steps. Step one, Get a recovery timeline from the landlord, ASAP. I'm talking, when are you gonna have this fixed? When am I gonna get access into the space? What's your insurance gonna do in regards to this? And if they don't know those answers, then you need to find out when they will get those answers, and then you need to hold them to it. Second thing you need to do, and this probably should have been the first, review the casualty clauses in your lease to make sure you understand what your rights are in this situation. Before you get into a lease in the future, you gotta have a broker negotiate these right, okay? Get a list of requirements from what you need from your insurance provider. That's really, really important. You may need to do some things 
to follow requirements to make sure you get compensated for any damages to your space if it's a flood or there's a fire. Take the time now while you're not in this situation. For some people here that are listening, that are just curious, if you're not in a situation, count your blessings and make sure that you talk to your broker. Make sure that you talk to your insurance provider. Make sure that you consider business continuity insurance. All of these things to help uh, prevent this from being something to kill your business. Here's another point. Determine whether you will have employees telecommute or work at a temporary location. When you don't have access to your space, you've got to make some decisions. And and one of my, my favorite clients um, that is in this situation is trying to make a decision whether or not she's going to um, spend money and get a service moved to a temporary location or if she's just going to wait a little bit longer and um, kind of bear this out, so to speak. Those are things that you want to kind of get figured out before you're in it. Um, this was unexpected, of course, but and we're reacting quickly, but you want to think about this before and have kind of a plan in place to know if I'm going to be indisposed where my business can operate, how long can I operate from a satellite location or how long do I have before I need to find another space? Have your broker locate a temporary location ASAP, even if you're not planning on using it. You want to have a backup just in case. Here's another point. Notify your clients and customers, obviously, what's happened and give yourself twice as much time as you think you're going to need to get back online because there's always something that comes up. Um, Review your casualty information, like I said before. I want to emphasize that again because it's so important to understand what the landlord's going to do because if they're experienced and they have a lease like most leases I've seen here in the Houston market, they understand exactly what they need to do. They're going to follow what they're bound to because if they don't, they're going to be in breach and, and then you have more options there. So when in doubt, understand that they're going to follow what's in that lease. And if they don't, you need to call your attorney and make sure that you pull their feet to the fire. Now, something I'm going to recommend on my next point that's a little unconventional is that you need to have your broker gather information on the largest tenants in the building. You need to find out what their plans are in this situation. If they're talking about suing or they're talking about leaving, be prepared to align yourselves with certain parties, depending on what actions they're taking, just because the squeaky wheel gets the oil. I've seen landlords in this market make changes because of pressure from tenants. And there's nothing like a large tenant that's crying wolf, um, saying the sky is falling, or in this case, having a very serious concern that that may be actionable. And they're saying, hey, look, um, I can't operate my business here. I need some answers. Many times the landlord will respond to them first. And that's one way for you to get information if you're a smaller tenant. Also, if you find out the landlord's doing something with them as a larger tenant, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes we can get those same perks or those same response times if the landlord's aware that you are aware that they're treating them a little differently. Now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, James, you know, I didn't have a broker do my deal and, you know, I've had a fire or a flood and I have no idea what's in my lease. Don't worry. I have some advice for you as well. Take this opportunity right now and get help. Call someone that is an expert in your market, that knows what they're doing. Call someone that knows the landlord brokers for your building. Call someone that knows the landlord and can help you put pressure on the landlord to do the right thing, even if the right thing is not in your lease. Like I said, if you didn't negotiate this before, 
I get it. You can't go back in time. You are where you are. But you can still push to have the right thing done in your market if you understand what to ask for. Now, I've been a landlord broker for over a million square feet in the Houston market. Then I can tell you that there's extreme merit to the squeaky wheel always getting the grease. Once you understand how to ask for this, you're going to be well on your way. And if you have not been in this situation, consider yourself fortunate. Learn from this podcast and the experiences of people in this situation and prepare for the worst by negotiating these provisions properly. Okay, now I hope this information was helpful to you. If you have more questions or want to give us feedback, send your comments to jr at workspacerealestate.com or you can call our company line at uh, 832-930-0029. Be sure to give us a thumbs up and subscribe. I made a promise that we wouldn't invest any more in equipment and I want to do that until we have like a thousand subscribers. So help us out so we can create more content to help you move further and faster in the world of commercial real estate for your business. This is James Robertson signing off. Thank you so much for listening.